Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Full Press Packers Pod. Part of Full Press Coverage. My name is Kyle Senra. Joining me is Jesse Hall. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. Excellent. It's awesome. And, uh, you know, we're always feeling great after divisional wins. Um, you know, as much as it's fun to beat the Lions when Patricia's there, it's also good to know that, okay, when they have a better head coach, you know, I don't know how much better he is, but Darren Bevel's a better head coach, they're still able to get the victory. Uh, 31-24. Initial instinct is, I don't know. It's as much as there were there were a lot of players who played really well, and we'll I'll get to into that in just a sec. But I'm a little disappointed in that the Packers got really lucky and still only won by seven. I just I felt I wanted more from this team this week. Yeah, um, I don't know if I'd say lucky is the word. It just uh, okay division game, so you can throw records out. We've struggled in Detroit the last couple of years. Uh, I don't know what it is. But uh, it was just a weird game. Only eight possessions by the offense. Uh, they did what they had to do. Special teams had a bad play or, you know, a bad return again. But uh, it was just a weird game. Penalties. It was sloppy. I guess I would say it was it, the Packers made a lot of mistakes, especially that one drive. I think it was six penalties in one drive. And it was just when you need to bury a team, they didn't bury them. Uh, so that was alarming because they should have just ended that thing and they let them stick around. And you can't do that. And I mean, the defense, it's, you know, long drives. The the Lions had, I think, like three, like, you know, six plus minute drives. Um, so, you know, the defense got tired. And I think, you know, all those penalties at the end, what, what it ended up being, I think I counted seven penalties on defense. So, I mean, that's, maybe you can excuse them for being so tired. Um, 
and it's funny because I thought there were some defenders that made some really key plays, especially at really clutch moments. So that was good to see that when you know certain players came alive right at the moment that you needed to. And it's uh, something we've been, especially one player in particular, really been kind of clamoring for that the entire season. And I, I thought he he really showed up and maybe had arguably his best game of the season. That, that probably already spoils it because we talk about him so much. Two of them, I think. But the other well, guy we don't talk about because he just shuts everybody down. So That's that's true. That That is true. Okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah, in that coming alive in that particular moment. Well, yeah, the one guy's been... He's been that good all season, so yeah, there's no change there. No, um, I'm actually surprised Marvin Jones did as well as he did, but then I, I think I don't know if he caught a pass ever covered by Alexander. So I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> um, which is again, if you a good debate on Marvin Jones on the last week's fantasy pod, where uh, I didn't have him ranked in my top forty, and Kayla was was quite. Uh, content to tell me how wrong she thought I was but uh you know I, I gave my point that I thought there you know I thought Alexander would shadow Jones it seemed like there was a, a certainly in the first half it was maybe more because we saw more in the second half Jones get covered by Kevin King and Stafford start to kind of look that way so it maybe it was one of those things where at a certain point they just kind of stopped stressing about it and I mean it's not you know I still think Jones is you know by far the best specifically wide receiver for the the lions but just you know i guess we didn't really see much from cephas either um i guess the best play by anyone else was agnew but that wasn't even on offense uh so what the one thing i do want to say about jones specifically is so okay a couple times i thought the packers got lucky i don't i don't know the one time was that second half that's that long drive the packers had they really flipped the script in the second half and they they're the ones that had the long possessions uh but that first one was on a third down aided by a holding call and they never showed it on the replay i never saw it i'm not sure if that was even a call like like it if i mean i'll trust the refs to say it probably was but i'm not even really sure what happened there so you know kind of got lucky that on whatever it was third and 17 they got bailed out with the first down with the penalty so you know get undisciplined lions that that's kind of that's been a thing for them although without patricia maybe a little bit better i think uh but a little lucky there but then the, the one i really thought was the marvin jones catch no catch and I'll be honest, instinct, I thought he was out of bounds, like on, on the first live view, like, okay, that's close. But I, I like, I remember writing down in my notes too, okay, caught the ball out of bounds, right? And then, and then I'm seeing the replay and, and they, you know, they challenge it. And I don't know, man, I, I don't know how that wasn't overturned because that looked like a catch to be both feet in bounds. He had control. So I even scratched out of my notes, the out of bounds part. And I, I kind of put, okay, first and 10 for the next play getting ready. And then like, you know, call stands like, oh, what? Oh, and scrambling to what, what down is it now? It's second and 17. What? So I just thought that was really lucky in that I'm really still not sure why that wasn't overturned. Man, and it's been like that all year, not just with Green Bay, just going around the league where I don't know what a catch is or what a catch isn't or how some things get overturned when it's like, there's not a not, there's not enough evidence or if it's called this, they don't, they can't do it. I agree. That one, he caught the ball. I mean, he made a hell of a play. Both feet were inbounds. The ball didn't move like that one. Yeah. Uh, that was baffling that that didn't get overturned. Cause I've seen worse things get overturned or stand up and that one. Didn't, um, on the other one, yeah, you're right. They never showed it again. It was a super late flag. Like, you didn't see it on the field. It almost felt like they were going to go to, like, break or something. And all of a sudden, bam, hey, first down. They're going, you know, that was weird. But there's a few weird ones on both ways where just they didn't re-show them or it was tic-tac-y here and there. And it's like, oh, man, like, are you going to let these guys play or is it going to be wish-washy? It, it was a weird game. 
But I agree, that catch, it was a phenomenal catch. He caught that ball. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess, and that's really, again, we'll, we'll, we'll ignore the first one and just say, okay, the Packers just have put together a really good drive. But it still still bugs me a little bit. But, yeah, I definitely was surprised that wasn't called. Um, as someone who started a lot of Adrian Peterson and Andre Swift in fantasy, I was like, come on, get, let them go to the one. Um, but, I mean, actually, they got to the one a few times, and they never ran it in. It was always, well, I guess the carry-on Johnson touchdown, but... The you know the, the the Lions pulling a bit out of the Packers trick and let's pass it right on the one yard line. It's kind of we've kind of been seeing that a lot from the Packers this year. Not complaining <laughs> when you give it to Aaron Rodgers. Why not? I know as much as I do trust Aaron Jones, but I mean for the Lions, I suppose you know we trust Matt, Matthew Stafford. I thought he navigated it well uh, as much as you know, again. I thought the defense played pretty well, but they were you know they were able to convert constantly convert first downs. I think big credit goes to Stafford, but I do want to say. If I had to pick one aspect of this game for either team that I was most impressed with, it's got to be the Lions' run defense. That's been an atrocious unit. I mean, that's that's probably been worse than the Packers' unit for most of the year. And the, and I don't think our offensive line played that poorly. It's tough to know. Like, okay, what's what's the defense playing well, offensive line playing good? You know, the, the, it's not as if anyone ever penetrated into the backfield. Like, the line was there getting, you know, getting enough separation to get runs going but can never get to the second level. And any time they were, whether Collins or any of the linebackers, just really shut plays down. So I think mass kudos to the Lions' run defense in general because I thought I thought Jones was going to walk all over them through the game. Yeah, uh, again, going back to it was like a weird game. So our run defense, I thought, played really good too. Uh, I mean, they, first of all, the defense didn't give up 300 yards for two games in a row. Uh, that's good but it gets masked by third and longs again, right? Like, it's just like, oh my God, get off the damn field. And we couldn't get off the field when it mattered. But as far as like total yards, they're pretty dang good. Um, This is what I will say. Billy Turner is a better tackle than guard. And that's not to say he played bad because I think it was like a stalemate at the line, like where I thought too, where we both talked last week, we should run all over him, dominate. Rodgers basically didn't get touched, went throwing the ball, but it was like there was no movement with the line. It just seemed like, okay, the Hulk's kind of there, but it was just a hat on a hat and no movement, and we really couldn't generate much. And it was surprising. They played really good. They played tough, which, again, a, a division opponent, throw it out, throw everything away. But they, they played a lot better on defense than I expected, especially in the run game. I do wonder, was this, you know, and I, I, I badmouthed them enough this offseason, not badmouthed them, but I was kind of, this offseason, especially, you know, before the, you know, specifically March, February, April, kind of before free agency, I guess, was kind of thinking, oh, is Corey Lindsley not going to be on this team this year? Um, but I wonder, did they, was this the first game where they really missed him? And maybe is, is that where, where they miss him more is in the run game more than in pass protection? I'm thinking so because our pass protection is great, right? Like nobody's getting to Rogers. It doesn't matter who we have out there. It's just working great. Our backs pick up blitzers. Uh, You put big dog out there. uh, Mercedes Lewis blocks as good as a lot of tackles in this league. Like he does not get any credit that he deserves there. That dude's a monster. But yeah, in the run game, we just couldn't generate any movement. Uh, and you go back to the week before, you take away Jones's long run, it was kind of the same deal, right? We were just kind of picking up little things here, little things there. Kind of, you know, it was tough yardage. It was tough sledding. Um, 
we need to get more. We need to get more on the ground. And we'll get into the so this this episode is kind of a mix of both. We're you know we're recapping the Lions game. We'll preview the Panthers game, but I do think that this is a game where they really need to fix it. They can really. You know, I thought they'd be able to, again, run all over the Lions, and I still think the same thing about the Panthers, so, you know, prove it this game. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They should be able to handle the Panthers. Again, handle the Lions. As much as seven points, you'd, you'd like to see more. Win's a win. Um, and as in every win, you know, we always name Packers player of the game. But honestly, Jesse, I don't think I've ever had a harder time than this week. I have... I have a list of six names. I have six names that could all get it. So I, I don't even know where to start. So, um, I mean, I guess we, you know, we've talked enough about the, the Lions offense. Uh, I guess we've talked about the Packers offense. I guess we've actually we've recapped the game pretty well. Um, long drives. There weren't very many of them. Um, so what, what are your thoughts on that? I've already been debating this already this week. Um, honestly, uh, on offense, MVS, he had a complete game. He came up when he was needed. Probably had the best catch of his career on that back shoulder. Yeah, he didn't go over 100, but he didn't make mistakes, right? He was targeted six times, six catches. Uh, three of them were for first downs or a score. You know, like it was big deal plays, right? Um, I, I, It was a confidence booster for him. Rodgers kept going his way. I, I'm going MVS on offense, and I don't even want to think about it anymore because there's other options, so... I did think that was maybe honestly the only other person on offense I could think of. And it's just because it's another one. There's a few of those, the Packers where it's like, you could easily give it to this player almost any week because they play consistently. It's Bakhtiari. But yeah, I was also leaning, you know, this, this could be the week we I finally give it to Valdez Scantling. Um, I remember, I can't remember one week you, you uh, were pushing for it one week too. Uh, Might've been the week we gave it to Amos in the, the Jag, the Jags game. Uh, so, but this, this did seem like, you know, he, he had to really step up as the number two very clearly and, and, you know, key throws at key times, touchdown, uh, you know, early in the game when, you know, you're trying to build that lead, especially after seeing the Lions with these long drives, knowing, okay, man, there might not be too many more possessions available for the Packers. So you need to score as much as possible. So yeah, I think MBS is definitely a good call there. Yeah, I mean, of course, yeah, we always, you know, admit like, you know, Bach, Rogers and Adams just because they do their thing. But yeah, the next man up, it was MVS. Yeah, I mean, again, six targets. <laughs> we a couple of weeks ago we were like, hey, you know, he'll catch two and drop one. You know, and this week he was the man, and they were not easy catches on some of some of them. So, uh, yeah, he's my offensive guy. Uh, I'll go that route. That that touchdown cat that might be the best catch he's ever made. Not to disparage all the other receptions, but but that was a really tough, really great coverage. And was able to to you know make the contested catch, the concentration, the ability to get you know over top of the receiver on on the deep route too. You know he ran the route well, which is always that's always been his strong suit is you know how he's running, how he's getting open. But yeah, to finish it off with that catch, to uh, did that give the Packers the lead at that point? It did, but I think what's even bigger was the timing with him and Rodgers because that was a dart. Yep, 
a month ago that it would have seemed like the timing was off and he went to turn at the right time. And it just would have seemed like, Oh, they just missed it by a split second. And they were in tune with each other. And that is the biggest part from how he played this week. Just the timing with those two, they were on fire. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, maybe Valdez Scantling's playing into his way to, to be part of this Packers team beyond his rookie contract. I think he has one year left after this. Yeah. Third. Yes. He's got one more. He's got four years. Yep. So okay, well, anyway, we'll talk about the future of the team at another point. Um, so yeah, so those are the, that's, those are the players on offense. Quickly touch on special teams because as Agnew's making that return, I'm like, Oh, not another one of these is JK Scott going to have to, then I realized, Oh wait, this is a kickoff. Crosby's back there. Oh, we're fine. And, and then sure enough, Crosby, you know, gets, you know, goes down and dirty, you know, gets low, low center of gravity, get the hit on the player. Don't get cute. Just get that guy out of bounds. Right? Like that's, that's the way I hope JK Scott was watching that. Um, not, not that you want to see Crosby ever have to do that. Cause man, this, this is suddenly starting to become a theme more than just a, you know, the Jags game. We kind of like, Oh yeah, the wind in that game. And uh, Oh, it was one of those where he caught off guard and it's the Jags. We were really, you know, maybe the whole team, that whole game seemed like they were just kind of lethargic anyway. So we, I, I, I kind of more chalked up to that, but now suddenly on a, a punt return, a touchdown against the Eagles last week, a kick return that almost ended up in a touchdown against the lions. Like that's it's the, this clearly needs to be worked. But I assume they've worked at it last week. So why is it suddenly becoming even more of a problem? Uh, it's it's a curse, man. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, Crosby did handle it good. You know, he he funneled him to the sideline. You know, took away the cutback lane, forced him out. Good play. But it should never get to him, right? Like, especially in a year where there's only been four special teams touchdowns, and we have two of them. That's bad. That's epically bad. That's not good. Nobody returns kicks. Nobody does in the league. Kick that sucker through the end zone, which it seems like the Packers don't for some reason. But uh, it's, I said that last week. I'm like, well, what's the one concern you have? And it's special teams, and they did it again. Like, it can't happen. Good teams don't have these blunders, and it's been three weeks in a row. It's got to stop. They need to start kicking it through. Even even on punts, if you're Scott, maybe start. Yeah, you know what? Maybe instead of trying to pin them, let's just go for touchbacks because this is or kick it out of bounds. Let, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a punt, you can do that too. Yeah, so right. Um, I just think, I, I mean, I think you can trust this defense enough when the other team's at the twenty. Unless it's third and 17, then at which point you know they're going to convert. So just don't get to that point. Apparently, yeah. I mean, but you have to, right? Because yeah, these big returns gases our team. It, 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 they're the most in, you know, the offense goes down there, does something good or vice versa three and out. We punt it and it's a big return or a touchdown to go up. And then the next play they're inside the 20, like these are momentum shifters where against good teams, you don't get back up from that kind of crap. You know, it, it's, it's a big damn deal, you know? So it, it I don't know what they're going to do. They got to clean it up. I don't know if, if I was screaming at the TV, say, you know, you got to roll heads, you know, if you got to, Find someone that can coach these guys up. I don't know what you got to do, but I don't want to see it again. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, um, but I will say, you know, just it was that tackle was just another reason why I had actually considered Mason Crosby for Packers Player of the Game. Clutch fifty-eight yard touchdown at the end. Again, penalties, right? Taking a penalty on was that Elton Jenkins' false start on that field goal? Yeah, that's what they said. False start on the center. Which okay, <laughs> I mean, yeah, well. He didn't snap it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
It's and it's right. It's when everyone else is when when everyone else goes, <laughs> Sanders the only one not moving. You know, it's on the center. That's the problem. But yeah, so it's. I mean, to to you know, fifty three was going to be like okay, that's no that's no gimme. I know they're indoors. He loves to kick in in Detroit. Oh wait, wasn't actually wait was Detroit the game where he missed the the, the four yeah. field goals? Okay, so other than that game, he really likes to kick in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, no, it it was clutch, man. Back him up, fifty eight yarder, and he bangs that sucker through. It was huge. It was it was huge. Tying a career long. Um, it's it, and again, yeah, and, and it was needed to kind of at the end towards the end of the game put put it up by i think it would have been at two scores at that point and uh, they ultimately did score another touchdown but yeah it, it gave us the two score lead where i mean unless another special teams kickoff problem if we scored again you know it it, it basically was the dagger it, it you know it was a little early to call it the dagger but it was so good for him man that it, it we we actually out of all the crap on special teams we have a damn good kicker that can hit field goals and, I mean, we've he's been what he's been with the team since two thousand six, seven, eight. Yeah, uh, the year after, or, yeah, year after Rogers got drafted, right? Six. I, th- I thought it was six. I, I, then at first I was like, it was that too early, but yeah. It's so like, I mean, he's he's been consistent. I know we we talked about in the off season pa- all time Packers uh, players, and it, you know, unanimously uh, chose Crosby. Yeah, well, we did. Well, I mean, back in the day, you had other kind of athletes that kick too. But yes, as a pure kicker, he's yeah. the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, right. Uh, you know, Paul Holmgren's pretty good player. Don Hudson, pretty good player. So yeah, obviously, obviously, they're they're good kickers too. But um, yeah, uh, but speak. I mean, speaking of Paul of uh, not Paul Holmgren of uh, Don Hudson though, Adams breaking his consecutive touchdown record, eight consecutive games. I mean. What can't this guy do? And if you know, I kind of burned that one on week one and hit on Packers player of the game on him. But you can again, you can almost give it to him every week too. It's automatic. I mean, it, he's good for eight, a hundred yards in a TD, and I don't see that stopping. I really don't. Like he's gonna find the end zone unless something changes every damn week. Uh, I think we take it for granted because he's been so good, but he's just so good. Um, it's it's amazing to watch. This is. Sometimes I got to step back because, like you know, of course we want to win every week and the ultimate goals, but just to step back and watch how Matt LaFleur has this offense humming, it's really fun to watch this team. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm trying to think back to, to last year, early in the season, and I guess I guess it was early because it was uh, leading up to him, uh, you know, the foot fracture against the Eagles game. Uh, I guess that was week four, week five. Anyway, so that first month, Adams didn't have a touchdown. And it was, one of those, Ooh, what's, what's going on? Is this going to be, because he had been, you know, double-digit touchdowns three years in a row, including the Brett Hundley year. <laughs> Which, again, that's only half Brett Hundley, half Aaron Rodgers. But still, like, that, that was pretty impressive to, to, to still manage to get, uh, I think it was 12 touchdowns that season. Like, it was ridiculous. It's Brett Hundley. Uh, <laughs> Last year was weird. It was a weird outlier because he was getting the targets and everything. It just wasn't getting it done to the end zone. But we also really weren't scoring in the red zone either. Well, I think, I mean, Aaron Jones with all his rushing touchdowns too. So anytime they were scoring in the red zone, it usually came on the ground. Um, there was there was there were multiple games where Rodgers didn't throw a single touchdown just because, like, I think the Dallas game, I think Aaron Jones had four touchdowns. So they just kind of, yeah, why, why throw it? We could just run it down their throats. Exactly. Or it was even a pass to Jones too. So it, it was a totally different style, but whatever. Yeah, it, the guy's amazing. Um, offense is humming. I mean, it, we're scoring 30 every week. I don't care who we play. That's just what we're doing. We're scoring 30. It's just up to the D, which I, I want to see 40, you know, a few times too, because it seems like they're going a low a few times. 
but uh yeah it's that's me being really nitpicky when i say yeah i expect 41 of these weeks so so to the defense because i do think there's a few players as well uh, you know alongside valdez scantling and crosby and bakhtiari of course uh that could maybe be considered packers player of the game as well um i thought savage uh, played incredible and I had to go back actually listen to some episodes did we pick savage but no it was amos the one week but like there's there's quite a few games this week where savage you could make arguments i mean he came in a key uh key sack on a blitz uh on on one of the drives can't remember which drive that was but you know, he was making good moves uh covering really well um i thought i thought the defense as a whole did a really good job minimizing tj hawkinson's impact and i think a lot of that actually did come from the safeties more than the linebackers uh, maybe they were just so concerned, okay, we want to get Amos or Savage on him at all times, rather than, you know, all due respect to Kamal Martin, you know, he's still a rookie, right? So maybe to, to if that's really the biggest threat they're worried about, maybe this was a week to maybe shift more towards the safety coverage on the line, on, on the tight end. Certainly worked, I thought. I mean, again, Hawkinson did have the touchdown. It was a one-yard touchdown. Um, I thought that was a, that was a really well-designed play by Daryl Bevel uh, to get him, you know, the, the fake block to get him around, get the... Um, I get what the Stafford like shovel pass it to him or something. Like it was, uh, it was, it was well designed. Yeah, it was a good play. Um, yeah, so yeah, I think we gave it to Savage last week with the two picks. He was awesome. He and I think we said, oh, it's three games in a row. This guy's stacking successes. And then this week again, like this guy, when it seems like he can just go out there and play and not have to think and fly around. This week he did it again. Like he was lightning on that blitz. He was good in coverage. Uh, him and Amos were very sure on the backside. Um, Kirksey struggled again, I thought. Uh, man, his PFF grade is awful. Um, Sullivan got picked on a little bit, which he's had a few bad games now, which is kind of concerning. King wasn't perfect, but as far as the safety play, it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. I mean, Jair Alexander, if that ball's up another foot, that's that's pay dirt. He scores on that one. Um what he, he gave up two catches, one to a running back and one to a receiver for what four yards. So wow, hey, they picked on Jair this week, right? Two targets, right? I mean, that's usually more than he normally sees. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, and Kenny Clark ragdolled their line. He was a menace again. Like he was awesome. I mean, he was awesome. This and the Colts game, I think, were his two games this year that were the the most consistent snap to snap and. I think this game really did come down to that third quarter. Like, like this is what kind of wrote how the narrative of the of the second half went was Packers that long drive again aided by that one penalty, but still to march down the field and how long that drive took. I wrote it down. Uh, uh, a fourteen or a twelve and a ten, I think they were close to that in the third yeah. quarter. Yeah, because they took. Yeah, I remember they took they took up because the Lions had what was it a three and out on the, their only possession that that of the third quarter and that. That sequence, so third down, you've got... And, and one thing I actually noticed in this game, they doubled Zadarius Smith a lot. They weren't nearly as concerned with Kenny Clark. They were they, they were focused so much on Zadarius Smith. So part of me almost wants to give it to Smith because he was still able to kind of make enough of an impact even when being double-teamed constantly. Um, but because he was drawing all those double-teams, it opened things up for Lowry and Clark. And on this play, Clark one-on-one against the left guard... I don't even know if the guard touched him. Like, he just got right to Stafford, forced that throw to get rushed. I know uh, Jair Alexander came across, and the great pass knockdown. 
that didn't look like it was like like that would have been a tough catch for the receiver anyway. He would have had to kind of go low and stop. Like if if Alexander had just let him catch it, he would have been able to like very easily tackle him immediately. So it, I think it would have been he would have got the first down probably. Or uh, I'm trying to think about yeah, I think it was clo- it was close. Like it would have been one where he, the, the catch would have probably been the catch would have probably been so difficult that it, Alexander may have been in position to 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 make the tackle and stop him short. So. But still, great great knockdown by Alexander. I know the broadcast was really complimentary of that, but I thought that play was all Clark coming in and rushing and forcing Stafford to get that ball away. I, I almost thought he was going to knock it down or, or hit, you know get you know hit the ball, hit, get a hit on Stafford somewhere. I was surprised he didn't, to be honest. I was almost surprised Stafford actually got it away. But to me, that was the one play where, okay. And I remember I was looking at it like, Clark, I can see it. Like, you're you're against the guard. You're not on the center. Like, it, it'll be tough to double team. Like, this is you really need to. And then, sure enough, he did. And it was it, it was... It's the thing that, that reminded you of the reason they've paid him so much money. And it almost would have been better if you didn't get to him because if Stafford had another second, that was a pick. It was gone. He was gone. But with that rush, he, he, had, to, he had to go down low. But, yeah, he, it was, you don't see that kind of pressure up the middle unless it's Aaron Donald, right? Like nobody comes up the middle like that where you're so cat-like quick where you're already beating the guy off the ball and he doesn't even get hands on you. Like – that's dominating. And he, I don't know what it is. Once it gets to like December, Kenny Clark just turns it to F on and it's awesome. It's great. So um, yeah, it, keep on staying. And that, he played some good interior, interior linemen the last couple of weeks and he's kicking their butts. So look out Carolina. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I do think, so the one thing I, I I'll, I'll go back to the Bears game last. Year. I always go back to that one for some reason. It just marked me so much that whenever Clark was winning, he was really blowing up plays. Like he was getting in the backfield tackles for loss. This game, when he was getting off blocks, it'd be a you know a t- tackle for a two yard gain or a tackle for one yard game. So I think that's that's just the one thing that in the run game he still wasn't getting into the backfield quick enough. He's still getting off blocks really well, which is nice to see. And he was able to do that pretty consistently throughout the game. And, I mean, it's good to get a you know, you know, two-yard run. That's that's a good. That's good for the defense if you're only allowing two yards on a running play. But I guess maybe maybe st- the, you know, the, the expectations heightened with the contract. So maybe I'm expecting a little bit too much from him almost at times. Um, so that was maybe my only hesitation on when we've seen him when he really makes an impact, he really blows up plays on, on a – and he didn't necessarily do that here, but again, when when it was absolutely needed, third downs, he was coming through. Yeah, and well, on those early downs too, he's playing basically like a zero concept where he's controlling both gaps. So he's, you know, getting into his guy, whether he's getting chipped or not, reading where they're running, shedding that, and making a tackle. If they're getting two yards off of that, that's a hell of a play. That's a good man-on-man play. So yeah, it, it might not be as sexy. But they're asking a lot of him to do that. So um, I will give some credit. Dean Lowry has been playing better, too, who early this season, I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's awful. And Kiki is still stacking successes, too, where he might not be showing up in the stat sheet every week. He's getting some pressures, coming off a of five tech. He's getting pressures. He's doing what he needs to do to open up for other guys. And I don't know. The whole D-line's getting better, like – Preston is hit and miss, but Rashawn Gary's making a play every game too, right? So I I really like where this front is going. They they are playing when they have to. Well, look at that, two sacks in a row. Hey, they drove down the field, bam, 
take them out of field goal range or, you know, sack and then take them out of field goal range. Like that, that's huge. That's huge early in the game. So, yeah. So again, tough question of who's Packers player of the game. And did we pick Savage last week? Cause I thought we picked Rashawn Gary last week. Maybe. Yeah, you're right. We went with Gary, but it could have been Savage. So. <laughs> but I almost feel like maybe giving it to Savage this week. And then that helps that. So, I mean, again, it's Crosby, Savage, Clark, or Valdez, Scantley. Like it's gotta be one of those four, I think. Or, or, or Bakhtiari. We could really give it to Bakhtiari if we wanted to, but, uh, cause, cause I mean, Flowers had nothing this game. Like he was, he was, he was a ghost. I actually thought Wagner played really well against his old team too. Yeah. Ah, uh, man, I, I, I want to give it to Savage, but I think he's going to have a bigger game coming down the stretch here, but that's okay. We can go Savage. That I'm cool with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll think about this throughout the episode. Uh, cause I, Again, I, I think I'm I think I'm teetering between Savage and Valdez Scantling, to be honest. So uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll check back at the end of the episode. So yeah, so now we now we officially are, well, I guess we are actually officially in week 15 now, uh, regardless <laughs> during when we're recording this. Um, and yeah, here we go, taking on the Panthers uh, at home. You know, and Saturday uh, night. Yep. Yeah. Saturday. Saturday, yes, yeah, Saturday night football too. Yes. Um, eight. I think I believe it's 8 p.m. Eastern, seven Central. Yeah, past my bedtime. I'm on the East Coast, but yeah, whatever it is, what it is. Luckily, it's a Saturday. We can we can afford to stay up late. Um, and I mean, again, I feel like again, offensively, I thought it was the same preview as last week. So go listen to last week's preview. But we you know we we already mentioned it. The run game has to be better. Um, it, you know, it, it could it it has been dominant in certain games this year. You know, kind of expecting that better against the Lions certainly should really. We should be able to expect that against the Panthers, but again, if uh, you know, it, I'm also good. I also think one thing that Lafleur did well last week is once they, okay, once they saw the run wasn't working, they they quickly went to a more pass heavy approach, especially on first downs, which worked. I mean, it, I think it was what it was needed. So it was good to, on Lafleur to adjust that. Um, I don't know if the, so if it, you know, if you go in with the game plan of run heavy and it doesn't work, they'll quickly get out of that. He's going to recognize. So that's good to, to see Lafleur do that. Yeah, um, I think yeah, I think you're going to see a lot, like you said, a lot of like the same kind of um, scheme going into this game. Uh, being in North Carolina, I got I I, I I don't know. I have a weird weird respect for the Panthers because I think they're really athletic in the front seven, but they're young. They're starting three rookies on that D line. That is insane. Out of they're a four three front with Brian Burns being a, a second year player, which Brian Burns is really dang good, by the way. So. Um, Packer fans that don't know this guy, he was my favorite pass rusher and we took Gary last year, but I'm happy Gary's coming on. But, uh, Brian Burns is a beast off the side, but they have three rookies starting on that line. They got a ways to go. I think we can win in the trenches, but then the linebackers, another rookie, Jeremy Chin, who's a hybrid, another guy that I really liked in the offseason, a hybrid linebacker safety kind of guy who's really athletic and flies around. And then you got Shaq Thompson too. So, and who gives us problems? Athletic linebackers, right? You know, think of Tampa Bay, not saying this is the same kind of linebacker group, but we have problems with an active D line and really athletic linebackers. So I, I respect this group. I really do. Now saying that the secondary, I think we can smoke them. So it's, it's pick your poison, chess match, whatever you want. I would like to impose our will and run down their throats and be bullies. But I think we might have to soften them up and use some play action and really, you know, take advantage of a weaker secondary. Um, well, and, and, and it's funny because I was actually really impressed with how some of the defensive backs are playing 
against the Packers as well. Because the Lions, um, you know, down Jeff Akuda, down Desmond Trufant, suddenly you know, they're down to backup corners. And yeah, Adams had his way with with them, but he has his way with veteran corners who are you know uh, you know team starter locked in, and it, it, you know it, it doesn't really matter who's there. Uh, and you know while Valdez Scantling did have success, I did think you know the corners came alive. Uh, was it Roberts who made you know quite a few good plays, uh, knocking passes down, just making good tackles. Um, and so I almost wonder is, is going to maybe, maybe now I'm thinking if they're even more vulnerable in the secondary do, do the Packers just stick to pass heavy anyway and saying that's you know with Rodgers that's the best way to exploit it and and they're you know maybe save save the run game for the playoffs I don't know uh I feel like you want to get into rhythm and, and have it in, in games like this where you really can exploit it but what do I know <laughs> well no definitely I mean especially you know you want to run the ball right you want to be able to establish that say hey we can do this when we want to you know, we can, hey, we're up by two scores, stop us, right? We're going to run the ball three dang times, try to stop it. And if they can't, guess what? That matters. So do you, do you want to have that option? Of course. If you can't do it on a regular basis, I'm kind of happy that it's not Mike McCarthy style where it's like, hey, we're going to run the first two downs no matter what. And then all of a sudden we're third and nine. So <laughs> it, that's why I credit LaFleur where, yeah, you know, instead of getting pigheaded, he's like, okay, we'll pass on first down and we'll have second and three and we can do whatever the heck we want. Figure it out. So um, I would like to see, I mean, you think about last week, you know, everybody's, you know, this, I, I don't know if we're going to get into that Aaron Jones getting a new, uh, new agent and all that, but they're, oh, he didn't get a lot of touches. Well, whatever, you know, it, it is what it is, but are we really worried? We were pretty efficient on offense, so I'm cool with anything. I, I really think that, you know, like Tunyon and guys like that, we can attack the middle of the secondary. I really do. Totally off my head. No idea that Aaron Jones got a new agent. Like, that. completely missed that. Um, I'm assuming Matt LaFleur did, too, because he doesn't seem like like – He's a responsible coach. Like that's not going to affect his how he calls the game. Is oh this guy this guy got this agent? Like yeah, if the if the, if the front office wants to be mad at him for that, or you know, the front office wants to say oh play these guys more to, to you know deflate his value, sure. But I don't think Lafleur is buying. He's doing whatever it takes to win. And and again, Jones was out there and he wasn't having success. So why keep running? It's a deep conspiracy theory, man. It's 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 not real. It was just. I'm reading between the lines on social media. Um, yeah, he got Drew Rosenhaus, good agent, whatever. But yeah, that's that they're we're going with. That's why he's not touching the ball this week. I'm like, uh, I think our offense was humming. I don't think that has to do with anything, but whatever. I just, <laughs> you know how that conspiracy theory stuff is. I love a good conspiracy theory, but at, I mean, at a certain point, it's illogical because if, if you're thinking that, you're thinking, oh, well, he's going to demand too much money and be gone. Why not use him up now? Take take all of the all of the gas out of the tank, and then send him to free agent with nothing left, right? I mean, that's, that's obviously that's it's pretty harsh and cruel, and I hope I hope the best for Aaron Jones, regardless. But yeah, I mean the the Cowboys, the Steelers, and I mean it's that's you know nothing wrong. I mean I'm sure those those players are are you know I'm sure Jones wants more touches to to be able to increase his value. But again, if it's not effective. They're not just going to stubbornly run into a brick wall. So, again, I could see the same thing if the Panthers' defense does come alive. Uh, Trying to think back to the Broncos game last week, it seemed like that was more aerial attack than ground game. 
but the Broncos rushing attack, you know, all around offensive line. I mean, I do like Melvin Gordon probably more than most, but yeah, give me Aaron Jones right now and his athleticism and his, his extra burst. Um, so that's something that could maybe be more of an advantage to exploit. But then again, if, if the advantage of Rodgers to Adams is an automatic every play, isn't that almost safer than running it sometimes? Yeah, and the, and the big thing is, again, it, it's down in distance. You know, at, on first down, when the Packers are comfortable with getting six or seven, I mean, that first drive last week was, like, epically awesome. It's like, all right, first pass, you know, we got seven, then we can run it, then it's like, hey, throw it to Adams, you know, beautiful move, cut back inside, touchdown. It was like, how do you play defense against that? Do you, do you want to stack the box? Do you want to, you know, play with uh, extra CB dime style? That's a perfect situation. And LaFleur was kind of hitting on it where he's like, you know, all of our second downs, it's up to Rodgers with like a run, run pass option where he goes to the line. No matter what they're playing, he can call out of it. And to Rodgers' credit, he does call a lot of runs in it too. So it's not like he's just pass happy. Uh, it's just clicking, man. We're a well-oiled machine. Maybe, yeah, I'm just going to say right now, I'm going to be greedy. I want a 40 burger this week. Let's let's lay 40 on them. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Enough about the offense. We expect <laughs> that to be good. Now, defensively, I do think, again, maybe catching a little bit of a lucky break here that the Panthers are going to be probably without DJ Moore. So suddenly, from a wide receiver perspective, you've got Curtis Samuel, you've got Robbie Anderson. You've got two threats as opposed to three. Although, again, the way Chan and Sullivan's been playing, and yeah, Detroit picked on, on him a little bit in the first half, but I thought he you know, he tightened up after those initial two really long drives, and I thought he, he played much better towards the end. And it, and it seemed like Stafford started looking more Kevin King's direction in the second uh, half. Not to say King played poorly, because even on some of those catches that he allowed, he was still able to... You know, he, you know, he he was in good position, and it's just man, that receiver made a really great player. Stafford threw that to the right spot, and it's sometimes that happens where you get perfect coverage and still not be able to make the play. I felt that King was that was more that than oh man, King left this guy wide open, like we've seen it in the past before. I truly think this might be King's most consistent year. Um, you know, and yeah. He, Yes, he was he was healthier last year than this year, but I thought he just played played very poorly often last year. There maybe not often, but there was it seemed like almost every game there was a play that was just oh well yeah there there's the there's the touchdown or wow really lucky the quarterback missed that throw on that wide open guy that King allowed. Yeah, I will say like this year is the first year in a while now. Knock on wood somewhere that we aren't just getting like a smoke down a dumb play over the top. We're like, Oh, we're just, we just got torched. Like, yeah, there's a few plays that we're not going to bring up that were bad tackling, but they were like a short pass. And then the guy ran all across the defense and everybody on defense missed them there. I can think of two of them this year that were, Oh my God, that was awful. But as far as the big play over the top, they're not happening, you know? So, and that's a good thing, right? Richie James, right? Richie James versus again Josh Jackson, and that that maybe that, maybe that's why that happened, right? That's like the only time someone's really getting beat deep 
yeah. repeatedly too in that game somehow. Yeah, late game guys in the game that shouldn't be in. The, yeah, I I wasn't even thinking about that one. I was thinking more of the Camara and then and then Pittman. Yeah, Pittman. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking those two as as the short ones as you were describing. But like, and I was trying to think back too. Like, what? Who's really beat them deep? Like, it's been like for, for your offenses to beat the Packers, you really do have to chunk. You know, not chunk play, but like drive. You know, long drives. Get there and then, you know get close, and you could probably punch it in. And let's, you know, Packers really can't stop anyone from getting one yard. That's that's the secret. So just keep them at the two yard line, but don't let them get to the one yard line. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the scheme where they're like, you know, okay, if you're going to have to dink and dunk and go down the field, we trust our guys that we're going to get a sack and make it a you know third and long, which that doesn't always work. But it, you're, you're not going to match us because if you're going to let our offense do that, we're going to score every day in time. You know, so it, it's not necessarily terrible. <laughs> going back to special teams, if they stop people there too, this is a two-score win, no problem. But anyways, back to back to Carolina. Um I do think DJ Moore has a really good chance to play. I do. Uh, it's been two weeks with COVID. I know his ankle's been bothering him, but I think they might get him back. And if they do, they have some quick, big play receivers that I really respect. Um, Christian McCaffrey, I don't know how he's going to be or if he's going to be back, but uh, Mike Davis, you know, he grinds out some yards. He's averaging, you know, in like four, four, five, four, six a carry, but he's also in the passing game. I like their receivers. I, I really do. I, DJ Moore is a big play waiting to happen. 50 catches, averaging over 18 yards a catch. He only has four touchdowns, but he makes plays. And then Robbie Anderson coming over from the Jets last year, like that guy caught a bomb like every other week. So this is some good receivers. Now, Teddy Bridgewater is not the quarterback in Stafford, in my opinion, but uh, they do present some problems. I also think, and again, now it becomes a three-headed receiver monster with Curtis Samuel as well. And I do think in that instance, I mean, it's going to be, this is going to be a tough matchup for King, tough matchup for Sullivan, and I mean, Alexander, he's always tasked with tough matchups and he comes through all the time. Um, Someone's getting a race this week. I don't care who it is. One guy's getting a race. It's the other two. and And I think just because of, you would probably think it would have to be more, right? Like as the, as the absolute biggest threat, but again, coming off, not only COVID, but the ankle, and, you know, that, that play where he got injured a couple of weeks ago was really weird. It was like, was that the ankle? Was that the other knee? Like, so because of that, I would, I would think they're probably just going to stick to their sides and they're not going to stress about who Alexander's covering. He erases whoever he's covering on play to play, but they're not going to stress about who it is because the other two are just as big of threats. So you suddenly, I don't think can rely on, on him shadowing to take away that aspect. I think, you know, you're doing that, you're stressing out defense and trying to, to, you know, make those calls. I think this is a game where you really just let Alexander on his side, King on his side, whoever they're covering is who they're covering on that play. Yeah. Yeah. Give, I agree. You know, give Alexander the bigger side of the field, you know, and if they want to try to pick on Alexander or try to beat him, good luck, you know, go, go for it. Well, I will take those odds, you know, take, especially with how the safety play has been, make them beat somebody else. Yeah, and then, uh, I mean, I'm not that worried about the Panthers' offensive line either. So this, again, should be another game. Clark can, if he plays the way he did against the Lions, that, that goes a long way. Um, although, I don't know how, because have you noticed Smith getting double teamed as often as he did against the Lions? Because I haven't. No, he hasn't. And even with us moving him around, like like you were saying earlier, he was such a focal point last week. It was crazy because 
no one's done that this year where last year he was getting doubled all the time. And then it just seemed like the lions, that was the one guy they tried to take away, which, okay, that's cool. You know, we got other guys Um, before going further. I also want to say Carolina does not use their tight ends like the last couple teams. So that's a real plus for us too. So keep going. (laughs) Yeah. Ian Thomas, forget him. Um, That's no, well, it, to be fair, it's funny because last year without Bridgewater, with a, a totally different coaching staff too, it was the offense was so concentrated on like four or five guys, and it seems like it's it's the case again. Whoever's the running back, or you know that one game where McCaffrey and Davis play, they both got a lot of work, and then the three receivers, like that. That's really all it is, um, you know. And it's like I mean, you know, the fourth receiver, Brandon Zilstra. Most people probably don't even know his name, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, not normal fans. They they just don't use them. I, I think they have one tight end touchdown this year. I don't – I mean, I got to do more research too if I'm going to say, hey, they got Mercedes Lewis kind of blockers because I really doubt that too. So it's, it's – Well, I mean, I was – your joke earlier that Mercedes Lewis blocks as well as some left tackles. I was almost thinking in my head, should the Bengals sign him to be their <laughs> left tackle? No, they're going to get the best one in the draft sure, this year. He's yeah. going to be a stud. But well, we we yeah, I don't. I mean, we shouldn't just assume that they're going to make rational decisions. You're right. Yeah, they're going to go with another quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that'll happen. Yeah, really worried about Burrow. Um, yeah, no, okay, <laughs> maybe not that irrational. <laughs> we we hope. I I mean, for Bengals fans' sake, I really hope that means an AFC team. We're probably never going to have to worry about them. So yeah, the Bengals could do as well as they want. I don't care about that. <laughs> um. So yeah, so I think we'll see how how the Panthers approach Zadarius Smith, or if they, if they kind of go with the conventional, okay, we're gonna try and double team Kenny Clark, and then you know is that gonna let Zadarius Smith run amok, right? It's it's what can you what can you live with really is is what the offense is gonna have to figure out. So it's I get I mean I I guess we'll find out because right? we really don't know how the Panthers are gonna handle that. Yeah, I mean, and if you want to take away Z, I'm. Like I said, Gary's making plays every week. Okay. Yeah, it puts someone on, which I will say uh, the Panthers tackles have actually been playing pretty good. Now the interior, eh, not so good. So, okay, here comes Kenny Clark. Which is truthfully how they built it, right? Because they, they traded away Turner to get Okun, right? So they sacrificed uh, maybe their best offensive lineman who was an interior lineman to get uh, you know, a league caliber left tackle, which they've been missing. They've really, even, I mean, even, even in uh, the 15 and one season where they went to the Super Bowl, like tackle was still a problem for them. So, so they figured it out, but now the rest of the team is, is kind of crumbling around it. Yeah, you're right. And so, yeah, the inside, you know, they're sacrificing that, which I, you can hide with guards and stuff and all that good stuff, but you're not going to hide from Kenny Clark. And then you got guys like Kamal Martin were last week too. Like he came through there like a lightning bolt, you know, and put Stafford on his butt. And you think about stuff like that, right? He didn't get the sack, but that's a hurry. It's a knockdown. And then you get a sack by Savage knifing through there against a better interior line. So, okay, if you want to play that game, <laughs> good luck. You know, because we have rushers where you can put Preston and Gary on the field and then you can kind of have the move around like we did more last year, not as much this year, but you can do that. Okay, I, I, I like our chances with, you know, three fast guys and Kenny Clark coming at you. you know, you've already referenced Rashawn Gary. Uh, did leave last game with an injury and on uh, the Tuesday injury report, because again, Saturday night, 
Saturday game, so the everything kind of gets moved up a week, which is again why we're recording it now. Um, um, and so he he's li- he was listed today as limited uh, with the, this a hip, what they're calling a hip injury, because they're pretty ho-hum about what it was in the first place but they're, they're listening as a hip injury so i don't know if that necessarily helps us at all but just know that i mean it's it's again limited is better than did not practice but th- does limited on tuesday really mean much no yeah i hope it's not much because it was really strange how he kind of disappeared you know after that sack he was i think he was out there for like another drive and then nothing in the second half in the floor kind of blew it off like oh yeah he had to deal with something so i'm thinking uh did he get sick or something or you know, because when you say he's just dealing with something, I it was kind of, I don't know, like the Lamar Jackson thing last night. Like, hey, what's the problem? You got to go to the bathroom or what? You know, so it was weird how they did it. But now you say it came up as a hip. So I hope it's nothing major and he'll be good to go. Because, I mean, the last four weeks, the guy has made big plays. He's coming on strong. Yeah, it's again, we mentioned it a few times in the last couple of weeks. He's really showing the reason they took him 12th overall last year. Yeah, him and Burns are, you know, he went 12, Burns went 15, and they're almost lined up in pressures on a per-snap basis. Gary's actually got a higher uh, win rate. So, um, hey, I I know I wanted Burns, but get Gary more snaps because he's getting it done. Which is going to be interesting to see. You know, those two, I guess, uh, they'll obviously not be playing against each other at any point, but they'll, you know, their teams are going head-to-head, so we'll see which player can make the better impact. Again, obviously, Gary's going to be going against the weaker of the two offensive lines between the Panthers and the Packers. So, figure he hits the edge, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how it all plays out. Um, so, I, I think I think I've made my decision, by the way, on Packers player of the game. And it, it's actually, this happened a couple times in the game, not necessarily with this player, but where there were a couple of touchdown saving tackles, you know, the, the two or the one. And I guess the, the, one of those tackles was Kenny Clark, you know, putting his weight on Matthew Stafford, realizing this, oh, now you can put your weight on a quarterback because he's running. Ha <laughs> um, And which I think is the, probably that hit is the reason that Stafford got knocked out of the game with the, with the rib injury. And he, you know, he may not play this week uh, again we're not playing them so we don't care we're not going to preview the lions game <laughs> but, uh, uh yes but, but he wasn't the only one who i mean so again another reason to give it to clark but uh darnell savage had one of those as well actually and i looked i just looked at the numbers he did lead the packers in tackles last week eight of them all solo tackles too so this is you know and and as a safety kind of you know especially a free safety a lot of times where he's playing you've got to make the tackle alone because you're usually alone. Like if, if that player gets by you, it's usually a score. So um, to, I can't remember which someone missed their tackle. I can't remember which player it was, but Savage was there to cover and, and again, stop the stop from getting to the end zone. I believe they scored two plays later, so it didn't like really matter, but it was, you know, you're still forcing them to be out there longer and, and not, you know, not rush the game. Although with, I guess with those drives, you really wanted them to end because they were so long. Um, but I think as much as I was kind of feeling of giving it to Valdez skin, I think got to give it to Savage this week. Uh, really again, no, no interception, no turnovers, but the, I mean, are we that surprised that the Lions didn't turn it over? Like Stafford, again, a smart quarterback, you know, the running back's not necessarily a long history of fumbling between Swift and, and Peterson. And I guess carry on got some carries. Um, so, you know, no turnovers is Okay, you don't necessarily blame the defense too much, but again, Savage did everything he was tasked to do as that last line of defense, and again, he got the sack on on a safety blitz. Uh, was just all over the field. It seems like 
every play was was really making an impact. He and Amos, the two of them, really. And and we've already given Amos one Packers player of the game, so uh, I think this one has to go to Darnell Savage. Well, I didn't know what that criteria was. You could only get it once a year, but I you talked me into it. We're going Savage because this week MVS is going to go over a hundred and he's going to have a TD. So. Yeah, we'll go savage this week. <laughs> and I think part of it is just because it could get so boring if I, okay, do I give it to Rodgers this week or that week? So I just, I kind of set myself, you know, just just one. And that way we could get to talk about more players. We, we love talking about our players. Um, Rodgers much- gets the Super Bowl one, right? That's the one he's going to get this year? Um, I don't know. Maybe Alexander gets a pick six in the Super Bowl. Who knows? <laughs> okay, yeah, good point. <laughs> Uh, still still a ways away, and I think as much as we would love to just place the Packers in the Super Bowl, I mean, truthfully, I think the, just the way the NFC is setting up, like there really doesn't seem like there's a, a true pretender. You could maybe argue whoever wins the NFC East, but the six other teams who make the playoffs probably all have a chance. So there's going to be no easy path, I, I think, through the NFC. The, the only easy path is who gets the first round by, and that's just because you have to play one less game. So naturally, that path is a little easier, right? So that's it's super key. And for the Packers, they they now hold the also bearing the lead. Packers are NFC North champions. I think we we never mentioned that in the episode. Fifty five minutes. Yep, NFC Championship playoff berth, and we're just hey, like the Packers say, one not done. So keep on moving forward. You know, control your own destiny. Aaron Rodgers said he's never had an NFC Championship game at home, and now they're in the driver's to do it so damn it let's do it this year <laughs> yeah really uh you know some uh some recent nfc north struggles again always on the herb some nfc championship game struggles real always on the north obviously no struggles in the nfc this year i mean uh right now what they're sitting four and one with just the finale against the bears to go uh that's that's a nice record knowing that you got you got a winning record in the division uh, that this game clinches that actually so uh, that's also nice too. I just thought I realized that, but yeah, NFC North champions, 2020. Uh, nice to go back to back. It feels feels right. Yeah, one loss in two years in the division. You know, hats off to Matt Lafleur and you know doing big things. But we're not done, and and I love this team's mentality. Like I cannot stress that enough. How this team is not set on just winning the North or getting in the playoffs. Like they are hellbound. Like we need to do it. We. I don't want to say it kind of feels like John Elway when he was going out because the Packers should have never lost that Super Bowl, but it's like that was their goal, right? So let, let's just one game at a time. Let's one week at a time, but it, it's trending in the right direction. Just get better every week. Go Pack, go. Oh, there you go. We don't. Even, I don't even need to ask your final thoughts at the end. Um, but but uh, yeah, but uh, uh, dude, since we are at the end, always plug uh, everything. Full press coverage, including our. Uh, Twitter account here at Full Press Packers. It's at FPC underscore Packers. Jesse's at Hall underscore J Hall 1212. I'm at Senra Says. As always, download the Full Press Coverage app. Get access to all the written content. Uh, Sam's recap article this morning. Uh, Jesse's upcoming Know the Foe article. Access to all of our podcasts. And of course, access to the Full Press Radio Network. That's all free on the Full Press Coverage app, which you can download for free on Android and iOS stores. Yeah, I think uh, I don't really think there's anything left to say other than the Packers are NFC North champions. I'll say it again, because uh, why not? That's it. Yep. It. I mean, really, if you talk if you talk about the regular season, 
mission accomplished because all the point of the regular season is to make the playoffs. So the primary mission accomplished. Now it's getting that first round by, which is certainly viable. Uh, they're tied with the Saints. Got lucky that the the Eagles got that win against the Saints to to knock them down. Uh, Packers Saints same record. Packers have the tiebreaker with the head to head win, but they still need to keep Saints winning. Have and, and Kansas City too. Yep. Yeah. So may, maybe you can afford a loss. Maybe, but yeah, I mean, that's exactly. It's, I yeah, think you're right. The mentality should be don't lose another game for the rest of the season, really. Um, and uh, you know, maybe I'm a little worried about the Titans, but I'm not too worried about the Panthers. Hopefully, uh, it doesn't come back to bite us Saturday. But we'll talk about that next time on the Full Press Packers Pod. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.